to the Nashville Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Deming, and today's episode is brought to you by Explorators. If you want to come learn about the Civil War and the history of the Civil War here in the city of Nashville, come take the Civil War and Coffee Tour with us. This place, this tour starts off at Fort Nagley, and then we go into Wedgwood, Houston, and we learn about the history of the Civil War, and we have some delicious coffee. So book your tour today over at Explorators.com, and... Uh, you can head over there and book your tour today. And then if you want to, you can take 10% off the Nashville History Walking Tour over at ExploreTours.com by using the code ND10. Today, we're talking about fine dining here in the city of Nashville with the owners of the Chef and I, Erica and Chris Rains. Uh, good morning or good afternoon, whatever time it is. How are you guys doing today? We're great. Thanks for having us, Stuart. So go ahead and tell me the history of the Chef and I. Well, the chef and I is built on a love story, and uh, we met 15 years ago, Chris and I. So Chris is the chef. That's me. <laughs> and I'm the I. Everyone knows I always say I'm the I. So we met on eHarmony, and Chris and I had been married and divorced and given up on love, and we were each other's second chance. So as soon as we met on eHarmony, um, we talked on the phone for like a week, and then we met at a Titans game, and... We just knew the minute we met. And Chris was the chef at the arena, so he worked with the Nashville Predators, and he was cooking for the artists that came through, and um, he was also cooking for them in their homes. And I, my degree is in PR and marketing, so my entrepreneurial spirit kind of took over, and I said, this is a business. Like, this is a, a separate service that you're providing. And so we created The Chef and I about three months after we met. So we were just dating when we started the company. How how was that from a relational relational standpoint of you're three months into a relationship and then you start a company? <laughs> was there a lot of frustration? Was there a lot of well, you know, it's um, and we get this question a lot, right? It's how do you work with your spouse every yep. day? And and we we do we work w- with each other every day. But just from the get go, I, I think we kind of knew it was just different than what we had. Um, you know, she was a, a cheerleader for me, right right away. Um, she was like, you're so great. You're so talented. You know, she, she's like, we should be doing your own thing. It's great that, you know, where you're at in your career, but you can do, we can do more, right? And we can do everything you wanted to do around food. And that's kind of where the chef and I was born. You know, she came up with the name, hey, the chef and I, like the king and I. And, <laughs> and, 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 and we made, a, you know, 700 other business names after that. Um, and then we always roll back to the chef and I because that's really what it's about. It's just breaking down the walls. And, 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 and sharing love and food and family with people. Yeah, you know, as far as a relationship standpoint, like I don't really think that we've ever had any issues with it because Chris and I do very different things and mm-hmm. we have very different, uh, you know, skill sets. So we kind of complement each other without really stepping over each other's, you know, kind of departments too much. I mean, we definitely give each other, you know, helpful advice. <laughs> and uh, I'm more the marketing you know, human resources side, and he's obviously more the kitchen um, operations and culinary side. So it's not your typical, we're doing the exact same thing, husband and wife team. We're doing it together as a team. Um, but we really have been able to work together for 15 years now. And awesome. we're still here. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Chris, I want, I want to get into a little bit more of your culinary experience. So before you started your own concept, you were the head chef for the Nashville Predators, correct? Or one of the head chefs? Yeah, that's correct. There was, um, in in most arenas and ballparks and things like that, you know, you have multiple food service operations within. And and we were the higher end offering. I worked for a company called Levy Restaurants out of Chicago. Um, 
and I ran all the suites. We had a restaurant. Um, I did thanks for the team, uh, the players. Um, like I, Eric had mentioned, you know, I would also do things for their in their homes. I was so able would to the do players that. like pay you individually to come, or was this all through that organization? Uh, it, it just really depend. Um, okay. The smaller things, um, I was okay. I was allowed to go into their homes and do the smaller things. Larger parties, like full team parties, of course, you know, we do it through the company. Um, and then that's just kind of how it, how it happened. And and when Erica, we first started dating. Um, like she said, I, she was doing a million things, which she always does. I mean, <laughs> I'm not happy if I'm not doing a million yeah, yeah, things. Yeah. <laughs> My wife multitasks, and and she's out to conquer the world every day. And, um, you know, so so right away. Um, Shoot, I lost my train of thought. Well, basically, your culinary background and how you got started and yeah. the fact that you were working for them in their homes, too. Yeah, so it was just kind of one of those things. It just made sense. She's like, you know, we can be doing so much more. And, and, and the, the company I was working for was cool with it. And, you know, I was in that position um, because I was passionate about food. And the rest is kind of... So, from, from, so from concept, basically, you said, we want to sh- set out and have the chef be the main portion of the experience instead of just the food being the main portion of the experience. Yeah, I think, um, and and I'll I'll go back to the beginning again, you know, Erica um, actually is a theater girl and loves productions and singing and she's had a band. and, And so her thing, one of the first things she said to me is you should be on TV. Right. You can teach people how to cook. Um, You can, you know, share your passion for food. And with that became the chef and I concept. We were like, what if we had a restaurant where we can talk to people while we're cooking and really get to know what excites them about food? What's family? What's love? What what gets them going? And that's kind of where the concept came from. She's like, set it up like a TV studio cooking show and let's just have a restaurant based on that first right so it's like breaking down the wall between the chef and the customer or client Mm -hmm. and we've always all of our restaurants are built as you know kind of for filming because we like to do you know things in front of people and or camera and i think it lends itself to the philosophy that it's more than just a meal or a catered event it's an experience that includes the chef Mm mm-hmm so, yeah. so your, your first location, uh, once this concept got got ground, your first location was down towards Nolansville, correct? Right. It was in Lenox Village, okay. and it was uh, actually five years in. So for five years, we just were a catering company and private chef service, and we got, um, I think, up to about 400 off-site events a year. Wow. I know. We were tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> We yeah. did all the jobs. <laughs> and then we finally, the revenues from that um, successful uh, catering company helped us to open our first restaurant in Lenox Village. Um, and we had to really get uh, the people that owned that development to believe in us mm-hmm. because we hadn't previously had a brick and mortar so we had to plead our case that even though we weren't a restaurant we could create a restaurant that included the interactive element and still maintain our catering division and bring in you know like the brides that we were doing tastings for and the still the you know sports professionals that we were cooking for in their homes and it became kind of a a hybrid um that first location so so from the first location then you moved to the gulch Right. And then uh, you, you had recently had to move to Adelicia Street. Right. So walk me through the evolution of the business. Well, um, you know, initially, kind of to roll back, you know, we were getting into this place and, and we're not corporate backed. We didn't have any investor money. It was just Erica and I. And, and so to get in there, we had to 
Slick Willie talk our way in and, and show our financials, and, 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 and they took a chance on us, which we appreciated. And on the flip side, we had to offer what we offered, um, which was kind of like a pop-up restaurant four nights a week where the menu always changed be based on what products I had in for catered events. Yep. And, and, and from that, we realized that people love the interaction of the chefs. And, and, and we kind of always thought they would, but until we got confirmation of that. We didn't know if people would like to dine that way. And and, and it, people fought over the eight seats we had at the counter because that's yep. all we had. And, and the rest of them were communal seating behind. And, and, and you still have a great experience there and you can come up and watch, but people love that. So when we went to move, we decided to kind of pivot the company, um, pull back the catering. Um, I've, I've, we cut enough wedding cakes. Yeah. You know, so I, many, so <laughs> many. Um, and um, I got a whole story about wedding cakes, but we won't go there now. But um, and, and we kind of pivoted the company to focus on the interaction. So when we moved to the Gulch, um, again, was another thing. We had to find a place that would give us the space as to local entrepreneurs that didn't have, you know, big money backing. Right. And and we did. And we were fortunate through relationships in Nashville to to get into where we were. And then we built the kitchen there mostly kitchen seats, right? Yeah, so yeah. we had 30 seats that surrounded our kitchen. The kitchen, the hood system, was in the middle of the restaurant. Um, that provided uh, some uh, difficulties because you couldn't open the door sometimes when that hood system was pulling yep. that air. It was like yep. yanking it out. <laughs> um, but um, it, Did, people do you guys it. have difficulty working with, like, the local health department because of the hood being in that open space? There, there. I mean, we, we had to, you know, definitely let them come and see. And, yeah, and it, we, they were saying, you're such a unique restaurant. We need to make sure. I think they had to jump through more hoops to make sure it was allowed. But okay. we opened f with their consent once we figured out exactly how much we had two hoods. So we, we knew how much we had to have and then where we could put people in away from the food. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, because there's really nothing around. Uh, especially in Nashville, and there may be a couple. There, I've heard, you know, there was a couple places when we started out similar like that, um, that you know, kind of took our idea of a concept. But it was, um, you know, one thing that I thought about was sneeze guards, right? You know, a lot of times yep. on the buffets and you know places like that where there's people sitting, you have to do that. So we we would to accommodate that. We built a counter extra mm -hmm. wide, so we wouldn't have to have that because they're not the prettiest things, yeah, yeah. right? Um, and and kind of to break down, down those walls. But yeah, it took a, you know, we had to do a few things and they were actually almost as confused. They're like, oh, I've never seen a place like this. I don't know <laughs> right, what we yeah, do, right? right? And so, you know, being in the food business and understanding the rules and the laws, you know, we kind of were set for success there because I knew what we were going to do and figured it was okay. Yeah. Yes. And then we, you know, after that, we moved to the Adelicia, which we moved last June. So just over a year we've been in that space. And, um, you know, development, uh, you know, continued to happen in the Gulch. And a, a company came in from out of town and pretty much bought the street. And uh, our lease was up right at that time. And uh, they wanted to put in some uh, some other businesses. I think there is a clothing store there now. Um, so we were suddenly looking for a place again and uh we you know we were worried but then we found the place um in uh, on Adelicia and it, it's right across from South Street and Giovanni and yep. we were friends with the Giovannis and we thought this is perfect we our friends are our neighbors um this is a street that's up and coming uh, I think they're going to revitalize South Street yep. pretty that, soon that was announced like two years ago that you, they were going to right yeah. I think they're working on the building at, you know and then of course the what used to be the boundary reopened so now there's more uh life to the to the street and I think revitalizing the street is part of our um you know our, our commitment to our you know 
neighborhood and surrounding uh, community partners that we can all bring more people and make it a culinary destination, so mm -hmm. to speak, which is not as hard now because right across, like parallel to us, division is just growing. I yeah, mean, yeah. there's so many things over there. All of a sudden, you go, you drive down that street and it's like downtown. Yep. People are walking. So it's we are starting to get more traffic. But at first, it was tough because we, first of all, moved. And when you move, like Chris mentioned, it's almost like reopening a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. And here we are almost 15 years in, and we have this well-oiled machine, and then we have to, the fun word, pivot again. I thought we were done pivoting after the pandemic, and uh, so then we had to decide how to exist in that new, much bigger, different space. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we've been doing for the past year, and uh, we're settling in with our experiences. Now it lends itself to the experiences because we have three levels, two kitchens, two bars, private rooms, the Godfather booth, like the, the chef's counter, the show kitchen, and everything now is coming becoming clear as to how exactly to use a space and our staff is learning how to work in it. Chris talks about muscle memory. You know, when the chefs are um you know you explain muscle memory. You're better at it than I am. Yeah, and just to kind of pivot on what you're not pivot, but add on to what you're saying. So when we moved, we we were a well old machine and we thought we we're gonna walk right into the new space as a well old machine and we realized and we were wrong is all our muscle memory for the last five years in that space was gone mm. and, and just the simple thing of moving left to grab some shrimp and moving right to get your sauce and your cream it, it wasn't there it was all brand new um and then the place was larger right and we we're trying to recreate the same experience we had in the garage and, and i feel we've done that and we have the, just as many seats in that area, but our place is so much larger, there's more common seating right. um, as well. So, yeah, we had to uh, – muscle memory was huge. And it took us it took us months, yeah. um, probably six months, to really get that down. And, right. and, and we, we, had, we had some failure days, and, and which you always do in a restaurant business. Yeah, yeah, Sometimes you just crash. And, um, you know, we, were, we took pride that we didn't have those days very often, but we had more of them because we were in a new space and, and – it was it was relearning what we do, and um, I, I think we finally hit our stride, like Erica said, and yeah. you know, with we brought back the cooking class experiences, which is another thing that we've always offered, which breaks down the walls between the kitchen and the chef. You can literally just have an hour and a half experience learning to make African-based, you know, recipes and food, and talk with our talented chefs while that's happening, and learn those techniques and. From that to last night, we had a seafood class, had 20 people over, and it was all about techniques, proper, you know, searing, braising, cleaning fish, cooking shrimp, things like that. And it's all those experiences. Um, we have the space to do them now. And now while the classes are happening, you still have the restaurant open right. as well, right? right? So are you guys doing that, the classes upstairs, or is that a downstairs type thing? Um, right now we're doing them downstairs okay. in the backstage area, yep. um, which is where we do a lot of our corporate team buildings as well. Um, so we're doing those on Wednesday nights. Um, every Wednesday, uh, they start at 5 o'clock when we open. Uh, they run till about 6.30. They're 90 minutes long. Okay. And then with that, it's a demonstrational, semi-hands-on class. Mm -hmm. um, you can get hands-on if you want. There's the opportunity. Some people just want to sit and watch and listen and ask questions. Um, and then we roll you up into the show kitchen. You're guaranteed the best seats, and you can stay for dinner if you like. Okay. Um, and have a tasting or just have a couple small plates and a yeah, couple yeah. beverages. Um, and, and so it turns into a great experience. You get to you know, bond with your loved one or whatever yep. and, and, and learn some skills from our talented chefs and then just roll for dinner. So um, we do those Wednesdays at 3. 
I'm sorry, five. <laughs> and then uh, we do them on the weekends on Saturdays and Sundays. Not every Saturday and yeah, Sunday, yeah. but at 3 p.m. Kind okay. of the same concept. Okay. And that's the space, too, where we do team building. Like Chris was just saying, sometimes you get people that want to be more involved, and sometimes they would rather just have a drink and watch. So some of our team building events, uh, like one we had this past Sunday for a nonprofit, include spectator tickets and um like the people on the team. So okay. there are different price points and the spectators are just watching, cheering on their teams. And that's a lot of fun too. So sometimes you'll get people say, well, I like team building, but I don't want to cook. Well, that's not a problem. You can be a spectator and a cheerleader for your favorite team, uh, depending on the size of group. So the team building also happens down in that space. Yeah. One of the, uh, I know for our Christmas party, we did, did a team building thing and it was basically you guys brought out the ingredients and we were blindfolded and we had to guess what the ingredient was. Oh, the taste bud challenge. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> Did you like it? Everyone everyone that went to it had a great time. They're, they're like, oh. oh, this is super unique. I've never done this. How did you do? Did you guess a lot? I guessed You're probably, a foodie, though. I guessed probably <laughs> 50% to 60% yeah. correct. That's good. Um, yeah. It's really hard because it's everything's cut differently, so you're not the texture doesn't really help you. Yeah, you yeah. Know? But <laughs> it, it was such a fun team-building challenge. So what are some other like team-building challenges that you guys have? So um, like you said, the Taste Bud Challenge, that's one. Um, that's a great add-on. A lot of groups will add that on additionally to another one of the experiences. Um, we do a Mystery Box Challenge, which is basically like being on the TV show uh, Chopped. Can okay. I say that? Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> I don't know. You could say. <laughs> you said say it. <laughs> um, you know, and we do we do a variation of that where we uh, throw in curveballs. So that's like a cutthroat kitchen, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, a lot of the the TV shows we've taken into account. Uh, we do uh, some just built around cooking class. Maybe it's building flavors, um, different things. Uh, we we add relays into them to make them really fun. Um, we've got. A bunch of other uh, experiences that we experiences we just launched, like we're doing a experience around learning and executing kitchen hacks, like very things, cool, yeah, unique yeah, yeah, skills in the kitchen, um, and then and we got a handful of others that we're in development right now that we we're launching just to you know keep people coming back because people love food. And it's a great experience for uh, for team building. Um, and you're, you're I, one of the only restaurants in town that's truly offering these type of team building experiences. Yeah, we've heard that from a lot of clients. They, they say a lot of people do cooking classes. That's not new, but... When it comes to team building, true team building, what's interesting to me as a marketer is we're not just competing in the restaurant space. We're also competing with zip lining and escape yep. rooms and yep. Top Golf and uh, you know all these different kinds of uh, experiential uh, companies. And um, we also can do the food portion. So if we have groups from out of town that need to come in and do team building, get transportation and go find dinner, they don't have to leave. Then we can do dinner afterwards. And the fun part is sometimes the chefs will take elements from what they just worked with and create the dinner and say, by the way, this is what it should taste like. Or these are some of the elements that you guys just used. And now we're going to incorporate them into the dinner. So it's kind of a one-stop shop where you don't have to leave um, and take them somewhere else, especially if they're from out of town. That poses as an issue, especially with transportation. It's becoming hard to even get you oh, know, they, Ubers they, they, and everything. Well, well, that and the transportation companies are unreliable. Yeah. Right now in this city. It's it, just su such a challenge. It's all, it's all the concerts. I mean, just yep. talking about transportation it is, I got a, I had a couple call the other night. They had reservations. They were so excited. They were in town to come dine with us. Um, 
and they call and they're like, I, we have to cancel um, unless you have transportation because we've been trying to get an Uber for 30 minutes and it keeps dropping. Yep. You know, and that was the night of the George Strait concert. Yep. And, With you the, know, the, how the rain. And, yeah. Yep. You just, you can't. And after any big event, it's difficult to get transportation. So we're actually thinking about how can we provide transportation to the people that want to come to us um, so this isn't an issue. If but, only um, we knew a really awesome tour and transportation person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, uh, <laughs> we, we can have a conversation. Collab. Yeah, after yeah this. let's do that. Well, and also, as far as transportation, if you are driving, um, one of the unique things about us is we have our own in-house valet. So we actually have a full-time valet. She works for us directly. We have our own valet insurance. We don't work with a company. Oh, we, you, got, it, you guys got rid of the company. We yeah. did. So oh, it's just us fantastic, now. fantastic because the one time I used them at your restaurant, <laughs> It took 20 minutes for him to walk across the street to yes. get the keys. And I'm like, this is this is too bad. Well, you <laughs> yeah. know, and it's tough when you're sharing, too, because yeah, yeah. we were sharing with Giovanni's. And uh, we just kept having not great luck with working with the valet companies. And the one person that was just our favorite cheerleader, Brooke, we said, I wonder if there's a way that she could work with us directly. And it all fell into place. And now oh, every time you come, Brooke is smiling, opening your door. She remembers your name. It's like she starts the experience, yeah. the minute you get there and that's what we always wanted we we didn't know if we were allowed to do it but we went through all the you know legalities and the insurance companies and we figured it out so now we're doing that but again it would be nice to have i don't know it's the chef and i mobile or something yeah, <laughs> go yeah, yeah. get people from hotels yeah. and what some transportation companies have approached us about partnering but then again they're busy they don't i don't think that they would be able to have the bandwidth to just bring people only to us but yeah. we're still trying to figure it out you know us if we if there's a will there's a way there's a way and now let's yeah. talk about your your chef tastings. Mm -hmm. So you guys have a five course chef tasting and a seven course, and then you also have wine pairing to match these chef tastings. So walk me through yes. that experience. So yeah, so um, this is one of the big questions we get all the time, and I get phone calls every day. Um, I actually answer the phones during the day and talk to everybody. Yeah. Um, but um, we offer a five and a seven course tasting. In addition, we also have a small seasonal menu. So a lot of people ask, do I have to do the tasting or does everybody at my table have to do the tasting? The answer is no. You can decide when you get there, um, you know, if you're going to do a five or seven course tasting. Um, each of those are designed uh, as a progression. You know, we put a lot of thought into the tastings about, you know, how the flavors are going to go, a, a lighter dish with a heavier following. Um, you know, we, we spend time pairing the wines up. Um, and, and we run those, um, we put those together and we run them about three to four weeks long. Um, we'll run the same tasting. Um, we've really put, like I said, put a lot of thought into the presentation, the portion size. Uh, we want people to be full enough at five where they feel like they've got the value for the experience. Yeah, of course. Um, as well as, you know, hey, I got a little room, I can go seven. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's always what we're looking into it. And I had an it, opportunity to participate in a thirteen. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> Did you make it all the way through? No, we because of the time restraints, I, <laughs> okay. I limited it down to eleven. Uh, <laughs> only eleven. <laughs> only Come on, 11. Sir. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned time restraints. That's the thing too. And every I, I answer this question a lot, and everybody should know. You know, a five course tasting, you're looking at about an hour to an hour and a half, yep. depending what time of the day it is and how busy we are, how fast you eat, how slow you eat, whatever it might be. Um, you know, two hours for a seven course. Uh, you, you did the, tried to do the 13. We had tried, we rolled out a longer yeah, experience, yeah. like an omakase experience. And we've since pulled that back because we realized. Five hours. Took, yeah, it took <laughs> a long time. <laughs> too long um, it was eat. a lot of food. Um, and it actually bogged down the kitchen yep. as well because it, uh, it affected service to everybody else. But um, again, learn as you go along. Yeah, yeah, and, and we've, perfected it but the tasting itself now is my chef de cuisine uh, jake brenchley who is um 
He's actually a very talented chef. Um, I, Erica hates when I say this, but dare I say he's probably a little more, maybe even a little more talented than I may be. Um, he's humble. Is I, that, you know? Well, we'll see. This <laughs> is an amazing chef. Let's just say but, that. Um, chef Jake, he's uh, cooked at the James Beard House in New York. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's been invited uh, multiple times for that. He's a very accomplished chef. Um, yeah. we've had, we have a history in the past, and we had a chance to grab him up and bring him to Nashville. Um, and he's about four months in now. Um, and he's really, um, he's, he's raised the, the bar with the food. Um, right. Just the concept of the tastings are more themed, more a better progression. Yep. Um, it's just more thought out. And it's, it's the, thing I, the thing I really enjoy about the tastings is you guys can accommodate dietary restrictions yeah. really right. well that most restaurants can't. That's, Thank you. Especially like especially for me because like I have I now have a new shrimp allergy. Oh no! Uh, that's been developing the last three years, and now like I'm in the rooms and shrimp is cooking. And I'm like, oh, my throat is really itchy. This is oh, this is not that fun. is a big time allergy. Yeah. So, yeah. but like you, you guys have been able to accommodate me on some of those chef tastings, and so it's I, I think that's a really unique thing that you guys offer as well. You know, back in uh, the day when we were first, you know, starting the company, I actually. Um, got pretty sick and it ended up being gluten and I'm not I don't have celiac but I was I'm just sensitive to, sensitive yeah, yeah. to it but I have migraines and we couldn't figure yeah. it out so we started practicing you know early on how to do gluten free and then you know dairy free came along kind of with that and we learned uh, you know Chris already of course knew from his work with the arena and the wild horse and everything he's always had to deal with it but it's more prevalent now people have different allergies now mm-hmm. and uh, if you're vegan vegetarian and there's you know there's really something for everyone that's not just oh you're vegan here's a plate of brussels sprouts you know (laughs) you know it's funny you say that that's as a chef i I have a weird a different brain or a different way to look at it than most chefs i I think um and it's i've noticed things like that there's nothing more offending to me as a chef as you go hey i'm i'm a vegetarian and you send out a big plate of steamed vegetables and some white rice yep and and it's just like it's almost just it's a slap in the face right and i've always noticed that over the over the years and so you know i've always tried to make vegetables taste good and stuff like that so we i always approach it this way and what you know erica said when she couldn't have gluten you know I'm, I'm cooking at home and the restaurant to accommodate that all the time and and i found out it was actually very easy yeah, yeah. to eliminate gluten and you know she mentioned that you know she didn't have full-fledged celiac but you know chef jake's wife um jana she has the gluten sensitivity that she can't have any at all right and so his background is really for looking for ways that way so when it comes to the tasting like you said, Stuart, it's um, we can accommodate vegetarians, uh, shellfish allergies, the the major ones right away, pretty yeah, yeah. easily. Now, you know, I will say sometimes in the middle of a Saturday night at seven p.m. and you roll in and you're like allergic to five things. It's gonna be we're, yeah, we're yeah, gonna yeah. steer you to an entree that we have or create yeah. a new thing for you. But we're right. always happy to accommodate. Yes. So where could people learn more about the Chef and I? Where can people book the classes and so forth? Um, you can visit us on our website, which is thechefandinashville.com. So and is spelled out. So just thechefandinashville.com. We have a pretty good um, Facebook um, uh, presence. We post every day and Instagram as well. So the Chef and I Nashville. Um, on Facebook and just the chef and I on Instagram, all one word and and is spelled out. And then also Chris has been working diligently to get all of our events up on uh, Open Table and Eventbrite, right? Yeah, that's correct. You know, you can um, 
Open tables are a reservation system, um, and we've been using them for many, many, many years. Um, but you can you can book all those experiences. They're prepaid uh, right on OpenTable. Um, all the links on our website take you to OpenTable. Um, I also have them up on Eventbrite. Um, uh, uh, just full disclaimer, it'll cost you a little bit more on Eventbrite because of the fees. Processing fee. yep. yeah. Um, yeah. But they're there. And, you know, I, I would say 10% of our sales, yeah, of 10 to 15, come from Eventbrite. Mm -hmm. um, and then and most everything else through OpenTable. Um for sure. Yeah, I mean, if you go on Open Table right now, there's 25 cooking classes listed, yeah. so you can book way in advance if you want to do even, you know, Christmas presents or someone's birthday or just kind of, you know, some people do a series and they'll actually book, you know, five or six as it, almost like a semester to them yeah, of yeah, cooking. That's, that's cool. So, yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, we've kind of labeled it the uh, culinary educational series because what Chef Jake and myself both we want to teach, right? Um, we love teaching chefs, so we want to teach, you know, you at, at home to, you know, make your skills uh, better and, and, and cook well and, and understand the, the basics. So, you know, we offer bundles for multiple classes, and we want to see the same faces back over and over. Yes. And then for uh, corporate events, well, who, who to reach out to for that? Our VP, Carol Yates, um, she's carol at thechefandinashville.com, and she's been with us 11 years. She is amazing, and um, she has a sales team, and she helps um, curate events together with the client to fill you know, fit the needs of somebody that has already done all of the other kinds of team building and they're looking for something different or they've done something with us before. So this time it needs to be different than the last time. So we're able to um, write menus tailored to their needs, and their group, and also create the actual team building experience. It doesn't have to be team building. It can just be catering. We do quite a bit of catering uh, on site and off site. Um, we do residential parties, people that like to entertain in their homes, love to have us and just kind of take over the kitchen and present courses to their, um, their guests at the dinner table. And, um, we still do that. We have a lot of fun with that. And one you, of the you chefs also still do uh, private chef services and homes. Right. Too, right. Yes. We do, um, you know, to kind of piggyback, uh, 615-730-8496 is our, our restaurant number. Yes. And if you call that, um, anytime Monday through Friday, um, before five, you'll get actually get me. Yes, he started answering the phones. He's doing a great job. <laughs> I'm, I, yeah, I double. I, I wear many hats, right? Yeah, yeah. So you know, now that I don't cook in the kitchen every day, it's just my way to um, kind of help support. And you know, people want quick answers. You know, of you're, you're trying to book a party, you you and you're calling during business hours, and we're not open. You know, now you get me, and I can walk you through and what we can offer and, and how to book that. And, and people are surprised. They're going, this this is the owner and chef? That's awesome. And then they start talking to him about food and asking questions, and he can answer it everything. more people in the door. Yes, it, it's it, reconnection. It really does. I mean, people, you know, we, I think we're all a little impatient, right? And at some point, and, and you know, if you're going down the list of whether you're going to look for a place to dine at tonight or, or tomorrow or, you know, you got a group coming in, you – you're going to have a list of names and, and, and you're going to go down the list. And if I don't answer you and, and take care of you as soon as possible, you've moved down to the next on your list and, and we've lost that business. And, and we, we want those folks to come in and experience what we offer. Cause we are so different. We are unlike any other restaurant in Nashville. Um, and unlike pretty much any in the country, I would say, I mean, there's yeah. a handful like us, that do some of the similar things, but everything we offer. Um, well, how many how many times can you call a restaurant and the owner actually answers? Yeah, like, yeah. like the probability of that, depending on the size of the restaurant. Like right. if they're a startup, yes, but yeah. like 
15 years yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> there we yeah. are. Well, we, we started uh, something called the Reconnection Campaign to just really, uh, Chris and I personally, to get back in touch with people that maybe we haven't talked to in a while. And um, people are really happy to hear from us, uh, regulars that came, you know, 10 years ago when we were in Linux Village and we're, we're calling um, and saying, you know, come see what we've been up to. It's different. We're doing tastings. And, uh, yeah, when they call and they get Chris, I mean, he's he's having so much fun. I look over, he's smiling and laughing. He's talking to somebody, just making a reservation. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, it's much more, uh, to me, a more enjoyable experience than if you call a place and they say, name, number, okay, we got you, yep. bye. You know, like, yep. yes, anybody can do that, but can we have a conversation about food? Because we get excited about food. Oh, so yeah. when foodies call us, they get excited, you know, so. Yeah, very cool. Well, Chris and Erica, thank you guys for coming on to the Nashville Daily Podcast. Uh, head over to the Chef and I Nashville.com and make sure to take some classes because you guys are offering some education that is really cool. Uh, any other last thoughts before we close out today's episode? All you need is love. Bon That's appetit. Our, bon appetit, yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us, Stuart. Of course. Head over to ExploreTours.com to book your Civil War and coffee tour. Uh, tomorrow we're talking about the election results. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Nashville Daily Podcast. If you want to learn more, head to NashvilleDailyPodcast.com. You can also follow us on social media at Explore.Nash on Instagram, Nashville Daily Podcast on YouTube, and Explore.Nash on YouTube as well. The Nashville Daily Podcast is an Explore LLC production, copyright 2023.